There are some people who um, you like, and then there are some people who you look up to because they're transformative in the way that they process things. And um, there's a very short list for me that whenever someone says something, whenever someone reaches out, whenever I hear someone involved in a cause, I say, I want to be a part of that. And this next person is on that list. She is absolutely amazing. She is a event host. She is a writer. She is a spoken word poet, which you will hear tonight. And she is also the author of a number of books, um, one including How to Fix a Broken Record. And you guys should go get that and support her. Um, she also has a number of spoken word albums out as well, which are wonderful. And she's a friend of The Witness. So y'all, you know, she's Kimfo, Kimfo. Y'all join me in welcoming Amita Brown to the stage. Now, I said she's Kimfo, okay? That was like she's a guest. She Kimfo! Give it up for Amita Brown! We want to talk to Amina. Like, Amina. Tell us about yourself. There's poetry, and then there's, like, an experience. Like, I was telling her before, like, I did poetry. I didn't do that. I don't know, like, what I was like, you know. That was, like, elementary. It was, like, cat, bat, hat. Like, that's what I was doing. (laughs) Talk about the the experience, because I, I felt like that was a moment. I felt like there was something super special and talk about the, the process of writing those things and getting that out, because I know that had to be, be painful and even challenging sometimes. I think the best parts of the process, I learned embarrassing myself at open mics. And whenever young poets come up to me and they're like, I want to do that, what you're doing, tell me what to do. And I'm like, I want you to take your poems and take them to an open mic. And if they fly out in front of that audience, maybe you have something. But if you're just in your room, writing, or even for some of my Christian poets, if you're just in your church, you know, a lot of us can applaud a poem just because it say Jesus 25 times, and Jesus' name is that powerful, okay? I'm not, hey, that's beautiful, that's wonderful. And write well. If you're going to even write about God, write well about God, right? And the open mic taught me that, that you can't just get up on the mic and assume because everyone might agree with you that they will applaud you. You have to actually write well and get people to listen at least, even if they don't agree with you, to listen to what you have to say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible. Um, You've also, outside of just doing poetry, you've been very involved in issues of justice um, in your local area and then even on a national level, on a national stage. And so we've been going through this transition from Rand to The Witness, and there's been an emphasis in justice, and we've seen pushback, we've seen criticism, Have you seen that on a national scale as well? Yeah, I think uh, anyone that saw the SNL skit, this is not me comparing myself to Beyonce, but um, (laughs) I just want to say that first. It's not me comparing myself to Beyonce. But on the SNL skit, after Beyonce came out with Formation, and there was this SNL skit where there were like all these people like, we thought Beyonce was one of us, you know? (laughs) And I I think when I started using my platform more to speak about justice, in particular to speak about racial justice, I was definitely getting some response like, not you, Amina. And I'm like, like I cease to be black every day? Like just because you may not have heard me speak on a topic doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me. I'm sitting in this skin 
every day, you know? So I, I did start seeing some of that, but also am thankful that most people that follow me feel like I'm only like a certain percent of Christian. They expect me to be out here like, you know, listening to outcasts and like, you know, they expect me to do certain things. So I feel like in some ways, some of those people eventually just got mad that they were like, I'm just not going to follow her because I can't deal with this. I'm like, you'll be okay. Like, you'll be okay, but I'm going to be myself. and I'm going to be black every single day. Yes. yes. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just putting it on a t-shirt. I'm, I'm black every day. Every, every single day. Like, there's not a day that you're Nobody like, you know, steal Wednesday, that, okay? yes. we see I'm not going to be yes. black. That's right. We see an I'm black every day t-shirt before we make it, then we go, no, we know. y'all stole it. <laughs> Never coming back to Atlanta, ever. I, I want to hear you just tell the people about your book, which I think is so incredible, and I had the pleasure of reading it, and I just enjoyed every moment of it, and I want people to have that same experience. So tell them a little bit about How to Fix a Broken Record. So How to Fix a Broken Record is a spiritual memoir, and I uh, actually wrote it as a memoir of the first few years of my 30s, which is its own puberty, if anyone hasn't told you what the first few years of your 30s are like. You're so right. It's like not, you know, in some ways. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just wait and see. Just wait. coming for you. I need to actually, me and Adam need to know this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything changes again. Yeah. It's like your body's in a change, you know? Like, your body's not accepting a burger the way that it used to, first of all. Um, And then for me, it was a time also where, like, some things in the way I saw God were shifting. And uh, some of the ways I looked at my relationships and how I wanted to be in my community, all those things were shifting. So a lot of it was these, like, recurring messages to unlearn. That was, like, the theme of, like that I have a broken record inside, and that it's the truth of Jesus that can heal that broken record. And I wanted to have fun. I wanted it to be an entertaining book uh, to read. So some of it is just ignorant. <laughs> like ignorant thoughts I had about various and sundry things. I have a whole section on marriage. Some people were like, your I husband love, is okay with it? Part. And I was I like, somebody got to tell it. I'm just saying it. Though. I loved that. I put my bad dating stories in there. When you were, when you were calling Jamara uncle, I was like, man, I went on this date with a dude. He had, he had talk lavender. About it, talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. This. He had a phone clip. He had <laughs> lavender pants with the cleaner's crease. I don't know if y'all familiar with this. Where like, I was on a date with a man that told the cleaners to starch those pants so hard that like the crease is coming down like this. And he showed up to my house last date and um, he had on the uncle sandals. You know the ones yeah, I'm talking the about? Grill, oh, the, grill the grill sandals, the clothes yeah, toed yeah, grill. But it's like some straps. leather something going. It's like some checkerboard. Like you real can see like, like a, real a fraction right now. of the big about. toe. It's like a big toe fraction. You can see when you look at them. <laughs> but thankfully, he had on black church socks. You can't do the socks. With wow. The wow. That's a real thing. Like I wish I was telling you a lie, but that's like a real thing. So I felt like I need to write about that because it'd be hard out here dating too and nobody's talking about that. They have skipping you it. Man, that's just, that's wow. That is a, wow. Get the book, How to Fix a Broken Record, y'all, because that is. But give it up one more time for Amina Brown. Thank you Thank so you. much for being with us. Incredible.